Health Matters with StarMed Specialist Centre, making healthcare simple. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Welcome into Health Matters, right here on CNA 938, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Now, I want to talk to you all about how you're using your emergency departments or your A&E departments. When are you going? Why are you going? We've seen over the last couple of months, it's happened, photos of long queues at A&E departments, messages from hospitals saying that you need to be patient and please bear with them as they deal with long queues. Why is this still happening? We might have gotten used to it and thought that maybe it was COVID related or, or things like that, but we've returned to Dorskin Green for a while now, and yet we're seeing reports from A&Es across the island saying that, yep, there are still lots of patients seeking help at the NE department. Now, obviously, for the right reasons, that's important, that's vital. But we just want to make sure that you know how and when and why to use your NE departments. And what about an urgent care department instead as well as an option? More on that on today's edition as I welcome to the studio Dr. Sanjeev Shankar, who is a consultant emergency medicine specialist at StarMed Specialist Centre. Doc, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hi. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me on your program. Let's talk about the idea of the, the, the emergency department. Let's go back to basics. What is it for? So the basic way of looking at it is for accidents and emergencies, right? Anything life-threatening, that's where you want to be treated. Um, and the problem you're mentioning about it being, you know, really crowded, it's not a COVID problem. It's been there even before COVID happened. When COVID came around, it got worse. And then we thought, okay, now that everything is settled down, we're back to Dorscorn Green, things are going to get better. Right. Nope. Mm. It's still as packed as it was before. Um, and I don't think it's going to be a problem that goes away anytime soon. Okay. So here's the thing. Why should somebody go, or when should somebody go to an A&E department? I guess in, in Singapore, we've always been used to two options. Okay. Right? So when you're unwell, you may have a cough or a runny nose or diarrhea and... Where would you go? You The first step you go is a GP, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for everything else, you run to the A&E. So we've got a joke within our community that A&E doesn't stand for accident and emergency. It stands for anything and everything because people go there for anything and everything. And that's the root of the problem. Right. So you may have a guy who comes in for a heart attack or a really bad road traffic accident. And yeah. that's why he's that's there. Why right? he should that's be why there. you expect him to be there. Yeah. But at the same time, you have patients who may have sprained their ankle and they come to the A&E for that as well. And as a result, you have this huge variety of cases that are both serious and not serious, mm. and that leads to long queues. And um, the one who suffers at the end are the patients because you end up waiting mm. long time to be seen by a doctor or a nurse. And the queues, queues can be anywhere between four hours to even 12 hours on a bad day, especially Mondays are bad days for us. And, um, you know... It's, it's just a situation that, that I don't think is going to get better anytime. And in your years of experience, you've seen, you've seen those cases where you know, yeah, you didn't need to come here. I mean, there are those very minor cases that turn up. And maybe, maybe they know as well, but maybe it's, I think it's maybe our Singaporean perception of better safe than sorry, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. You know, it's a play it safe kind of yeah. mentality that leads us to this problem. And... Um, you know, we've we've tried educating people on when to come to the A and E, but it's it's difficult because if you are not medically trained, you are the average Joe Singaporean, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't you can't be expected to make that decision on your own. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know what's serious and what's not. So the 
easiest way I can describe um, to your listeners to figure out whether they need to go to an A&E or somewhere else is ask yourself one question. Mm. Do your symptoms make you worry about anything that would threaten your life or threaten your limb? When I say limb, I mean your arms and legs. If your answer is yes, then the A&E is the place that you want to go. Mm. But if your answer is no, then you may want to consider something else like the urgent care centre at Samet. Um, and, and that will give you a, a, a good idea on where you should be treated. So let me give you an example. Yeah. Say you are sitting down in your studio and you had a severe episode of central chest discomfort, right? What would you be worried about at that point? Heart attack. Heart attack. That's, you know, that's serious, right? Yeah. That's a life-threatening condition. And I heard a lot of it happens in office and workplace on it the morning does. as well. It does. It happens anywhere. It yeah. can happen to anyone. Doctors have heart attacks too, yeah. you know? And it's a serious condition. People die from it. So you should be going to the A&E. Right. Similarly, if you were at home preparing dinner and while chopping the chicken, you accidentally chop off your index finger. Right. Right. So it obviously isn't a, going to be a threat to your life, but it's a threat to your limb. Right. You've got a finger that is dangling out there. Yeah. Um, it's worrying. You should go to the A and E. Right. Now, conversely, let's say you tripped over a piece of wood, right? And you twisted your ankle and now you're hobbling around. It's painful, right? It sounds like it's affecting yeah. my limb. Yeah. You, it, it's not affecting your life. Mm. It's affecting your limb. But what is your concern here? You're walking, it's painful. What are you worried about? Breakage? Is, is it a fracture, right? Yeah. Is it a fracture or is it just a simple sprain, Correct. right? Now, is that going to affect your limb in the sense that am I going to chop your leg off? Mm. No. It's not threatening your limb but it's worrying you and you want to figure out is it a fracture or a sprain. Yeah. Now, so since it's not affecting your it's not threatening your limb, you probably don't need to go down to the A&E. You can go to an alternative like an urgent care center that has facilities like x-rays and MRIs and they can do those things and sort it out for you without the long queues that you'll be subjected to in the A&E. So that's the thing. There's this idea that some people are going to the A&E departments because they think that their GP or family care practitioner is not going to have the facilities to get to these kinds of conditions. The in-between, neither so serious nor so innocuous. So what's an urgent care facility? So an urgent care facility is exactly what you mentioned. It is the in-between. So if you think of the extremes as GPs handling the minor stuff and the A&Es handling the really serious stuff, the in-between is the, uh, the urgent care centres. So if you look at the urgent care centre, it's a combination of personnel, people who are trained to look after these kind of cases mm. and equipment. So in terms of blood test availability, swabs for influenza, x-rays, ultrasound, CT, MRIs. So if you have people who are trained to handle more complex cases and have the equipment to diagnose and treat your problems, right. then that's the place that you want to go to. Dr. Shankar, let's talk a little bit more about the utilization of some of these urgent care facilities that you just described, the urgent care center, for example. So in general, what kinds of conditions can benefit from going to a place like this versus an A&E department? All right, so anything that doesn't require time-sensitive treatments, right? So conditions like heart attacks, strokes, you know, amputations obviously are very time sensitive. Yeah. You want them treated within minutes. The A&E is the right place to go, right? For everything else, an urgent care center can usually handle most of them very effectively and very quickly. So very common conditions that we see in the urgent care centers would be, you know, cuts that require stitching, 
you know, broken bones, if you've dislocated your finger, your shoulder to put it back in place. Um, food poisoning is another big one. People come in because they can't keep anything down. They're just vomiting away. They need some injections to stop the vomiting and maybe even an IV drip mm. to keep them hydrated. That's another common one. And for children, it's a great place for parents to bring their kids because I think even as a parent myself, oftentimes when our kids get sick, we are very, very worried. And we just want someone to tell us, you know, we've checked your kid out and they're okay. Don't worry. Everything is fine. And urgent care centers are great for that because um, we can do uh, a full assessment of your child. And if there's, if there's a need to, we can even do additional testing to make sure there's really nothing more serious to worry about. Okay, so it doesn't need to be a pediatrician. doesn't need to be. Pediatric uh, urgent care. Yeah, so our doctors in our urgent care centre at StarMed are all trained uh, in emergency medicine, which includes pediatrics. So we are happy to look after patients from infants all the way to your 100-year-old uh, ama. Got you know? it. Yeah. So that can be, that's when you should go in a that's what you can use an urgent care center for. What should you be using your GPs and your family practitioners for? So your GPs and, and family physicians are essential uh, members of the whole ecosystem of yeah. medicine, right? So you'll see them for your minor conditions like your runny nose, cough, fever, diarrhea, things that you think taking tablets would sort it out for you. Um, your health screenings, your chronic conditions like your diabetes, yeah. your high blood pressure. Your family physician and your GPs are the best people to look after you because they know you so well. Yeah. They understand what you've been going through, how your blood pressure has been over the past few years and they can manage that very, very well. So those are the guys you should be seeing. Mm. But the cases where you think, I may need an x-ray, I don't know whether there's a broken bone here, right? Or I've had a fever for four days, I don't know if it's dengue, do I need a blood test? Then an urgent care centre is probably the best place to go because we can do those things for you and give you the answer on the spot. Yeah. I can imagine one of my listeners now probably thinking, if I got, if I think I got COVID, can I go to urgent care centre or do I go to the IGP? Either or, I guess, can you sort of... Yeah, I mean, COVID now, you can sort of diagnose it at home by yourself. Yeah, so no swabs, uh, we're very yeah, familiar with those. So we've, we've sort of moved away from doing the, the invasive PCR test that yeah. you know, go all the way to the back of your, your nose. Yeah, so I think that can be handled from your home itself. Even telemedicine can sort of True. sort out your, your COVID symptoms. But if, if you're worried about other things, like you've done a COVID test, it's negative, um, but you're still having this, this runny nose and cough and your fever's not going away. Mm. One of the conditions that's going around the community at the moment is influenza A. And... Um, at the, at the urgent care centre, what we can do is we can do an influenza swab for you. That's not available, unfortunately, commercially for you to do it by yourself. Yeah. You can get that tested and sorted out. Mm. So if it's positive, we can start you on antivirals if it's appropriate for you. Or if you're a little bit more unwell, we did listen to your lungs and we find, hmm, sounds a little bit off, right? We can do an x-ray, have a look at your lungs for anything more serious and mm. manage it accordingly. So that's interesting. So influenza, some people might think mild. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you might benefit from the urgent care approach for something like that. That's right. So oh, it's it's very it's kind of easy to tell the seriously ill fella, right, with yeah. influenza or pneumonia. Yeah. They're really sick. They're flat out. They are breathing very heavily. The oxygen levels may be low, and they'll be in the A and E. You're calling the ambulance and bringing them to A and E. Mm. But there are people who are pretty well. You know, they're not having difficulty breathing, but the fever is going on and on and on, and they're feeling you know really bad. But but they're still, you know, walking around, still okay. And they're not sure whether they are sick enough to go to A&E, but they feel like, I've been to my GP, it's not quite getting better. Do I need any more investigation, right? Then come to the urgent care centre at Starman. We can do your blood tests, figure out what's going on. 
if there's a need for x-rays, we can do that as well. Mm-hmm. That's the opportunity. That's the option there. Good to distinguish that. Let's talk about waiting times, waiting times, waiting times, because that's where we started this whole discussion initially. And I want to understand, if we were to do what you said and understand when I should be going to my GP, when I should be going to an A&E, versus how I can take advantage of something like an urgent care centre for those in-between moments, if we, know, if we went to the right places, do you think we could see a lessening of those six, seven, eight, nine, ten hour wait times in emergency departments? Well, that would be the, the ideal situation where people make you know, informed decisions about their health and decide on the correct places to go, which is in their interest, right? Mm. Um, and that would lead to shorter waiting times than any because the cases that don't need to be there are managed in other areas that can handle those kind of cases. Mm. So the A&E waiting time is shorter. Patients who need to be seen more urgently can be seen more urgently, and that will be the best kind of situation. Now, um, again, for the GPs as well, there's some conditions that are more serious that they can't handle. Um, instead of sending the patients to the A&E, they can send them to urgent care as well. And mm. so they don't have to worry about spending too much time trying to figure out what's going on when they don't have the facilities available to figure it out, the urgent care centre can sort that out as well. So in terms of waiting time for both sides of the spectrum, we hope that will help lower the waiting time. Yeah, yeah. The idea is to just decentralise um, that situation to, to, to make sure that that glut doesn't happen. And in line with that, I think a lot of people might end up going to any, again, going back to that first point, because it's open, they think, all the time. 24-7. I can go there anytime I want. Um, our GPs are great, fantastic. They're working long hours, sometimes Monday to Sunday in some cases, but sometimes Sunday's off, Tuesday off, three o'clock in the afternoon off, that kind of thing. An urgent care centre, is it 24-7 as well, like an any department? Uh, at the moment, urgent care centres are not 24 hours. Um, the, one at, the one that I work at, at urgent care centre at StarMed, we open... 365 days a year mm. and we open from 8 a.m. to midnight and this includes Saturdays, Sundays and public holidays. Mm-hmm. So you do have a long window where you can see us and we can sort of deal with your problems. Um, the only places that can handle a lot of these urgent conditions that require more investigations and treatment, unfortunately at the moment are still A&Es, mm. but for 8 a.m. to 12 midnight, come down to our urgent care and we'll sort it out for you. This just occurred to me. Can I, take an amb- should I, can I take an ambulance to an urgent care facility? So if you call a SCDF ambulance, which is meant for emergency cases, so yeah. you dial 995 and you call the SCDF ambulance, they will bring you to the nearest restructured hospital, A&E. Mm. That's the protocol. Because, you know, they are meant to, to deal with emergencies, right? So the places where you want to deal with emergencies are the accident and emergency departments. Now, if you want to get an ambulance and come to the urgent care center, you can, but you'll have to call a private ambulance. And in a private ambulance, the benefit is that you can decide where you want to go. They mm-hmm. can bring you to any hospital or urgent care center of your choosing. And if you, you ask them to bring you to StarMed, they'll bring you there and we'll look after you there. Right. It'll cost a little bit more for the private ones as well, but that option is there. So at the end of the day, when we're talking about how we utilize this, it's all about understanding our conditions and making sure we're going to the right places and at the same time, still getting the good medical care that we need. So as a final point, I'm going to leave us with, Doc, um, if you could just let us know and just remind us at the end of the day, when we're coming to an urgent care facility and let's say I've made the choice to go there, but actually it requires more serious follow-up and I should have gone to the A&E. Let's say it's that way instead. The urgent care easily can refer me in that scenario, in that situation, to the specialists that um, need to see me as well. So that's a very good question um, in the sense that, okay, if I come to the, a- the urgent care centre and it turns out that it's something more serious, yeah. maybe it needs 
a surgery, right? Or maybe he needs a minor operation. Now, there are two situations. Is it uh, emergent operation or urgent treat, uh, emergent treatment that needs to be done? In which case, yes, maybe we have to send you to A&E and that's possible. We can arrange that. At the same time, we do have in-house specialists in SAMET Centre. Mm. Uh, we're talking about general surgeons, orthopedic surgeons, cardiologists, pediatricians. So we turn out that we find something that is serious. All we have to do is pick up a phone, call our specialists, and they'll come down and sort that problem out in our centre itself. So it's a one-stop shop. We can deal with most things, even if we div- discover it later on. Good to know that that exists as well. Doc, a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show and helping us understand this concept. Thanks, Daniel, for having me on. My guest on the program, helping us understand when we should be using A&E, how we can take advantage of things like urgent care centres and how we can use our GPs and family physicians the right way as well. Dr. Sanjeev Shankar has been here, consultant, emergency medicine specialist at StarMed Specialist Centre. I'm Daniel Martin, and this has been Health Matters. Health Matters with StarMed Specialist Centre, making healthcare simple. Before making any decisions based on the information in our programme, please consult a medical professional.